welcome back to the Take a Sip podcast. I'm Tito. And I'm Lecce. And this week is actually quite an exciting week for us. But as mm-hmm. always, Lecce, what are you sipping on this week? This week, I am just drinking a regular coffee, a nice coffee from Starbucks. How about you, man? At 7.30 at night, bro, as of recording this. <laughs> Dude, it was a hot day, bro. Come on. You got you to gotta cool down with something cold, man. Well, yeah, cool down with something cold, like Corona Extra, which is what I'm drinking today. So. Damn, dude. Uh, yeah. I wish I had a beer now. Damn. <laughs> well, you um, and like we mentioned last week, this week we have a returning guest and a super Marvel fanatic as us. To say uh, the least. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Lecce's younger brother, Esben. <laughs> Everyone and Esmond, what are you sipping on this week? I'm drinking on some good old Yoohoo chocolate drink. You remember, guys? <laughs> chocolate milk, it's a chocolate drink. Oh, it's a chocolate <laughs> drink. We forgot. Sorry, what a drink. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no milk in there, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no real dairy products. Um, <laughs> And like I said, this week is a super exciting week for us because we are going back into the Marvelverse. Um, if you do not remember, we hit on the Marvelverse a few, I think a few weeks ago. Well, we're already a couple of episodes in a while ago. Yeah. Also with, also with a couple Esben. months ago, if anything. Yeah, months ago. Uh, also with Esben. So go take a listen to that if you want to like hear what we thought about like WandaVision, what was happening, where things were going. And I mean, to start off this week, right following right after WandaVision, let's go into Loki. All right. um, cool. I mean, as I personally, I felt like once they were announcing WandaVision, Loki, um, and all that stuff. I feel like Loki was really the one a lot of people were more excited for. Oh, yeah, that's a big fact. And for someone who watched all of the shows as soon as they came out, like yeah. I was waiting like two, three in the morning to watch the episodes. Sorry. Oh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I was say, waking up like all groggy, like, oh, I watched the episode last night. Yeah, and and I was, watching just, it, I'm, I was like, freaking out time. trying to tell him and all. <laughs> no, but Loki was the best and it's obviously it's it's for obvious reasons but yeah I mean, you could spoil it. it i think this is gonna oh. be a very spoil heavy oh, yeah spoiler yeah. warning episode for obviously. sure yeah spoil warning no but it's just out of all of them I, I feel like it has to do a lot more of what's happening in the mcu yes like yes. the actual I mean, overall arc of the story and it's crazy because it's, it's just what loki does he always yeah, does yeah. If it wasn't least. for him, we wouldn't have had Infinity War. Now we have the multiverse, so... But, I know, that's nuts to even but think the thing, about. <laughs> the thing with this series, too, is that I feel like it it made Loki more relatable. Mm, a it lot more. humanized him a little more. Because you know how in Thor, Thor had his movies, obviously, where he got humanized because he was living with actual people. He was learning about the Earth experience and all that stuff. Yeah, I feel like, like he he stepped down from his godly prince throne that he was always on. Loki mm-hmm. didn't really get that. Loki 
in whatever situation was still a god. He knew he had powers. He knew he had this ability. It wasn't until now that we actually saw him be vulnerable. Yeah, and yeah that's the way to put it. Yeah, pretty much. The only reason we're seeing that, too, is because they're introducing a lot more characters that are just going to be like a lot stronger and more powerful than him so yeah it's 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 beyond just like the characters we saw there's plenty more like there's just like the there's more terrifying yeah there's more terrifying antagonists coming our way stuff that are going to be crazy you know over the top multiverse shaping reality bending yeah like like gods pretty much among among these freaking movies coming up it's gonna be crazy dude mm-hmm. um i actually want to go a little bit into the show i know we mentioned a little bit about the trip and how it becomes like the whole multiverse thing and humanizing loki but let's actually go into the show a little bit i mean to start it off <coughs> excuse me um we start off the entire series with where it left off in um in endgame. In, in, in endgame, yes, thank you. Where he does get the Tesseract when the original Avengers time travel back to try to get the Tesseract. Uh and there was that fight in the lobby of Stark Towers or whatever. Um, how Loki got it and he disappeared. Nobody knew where he went. This mm-hmm. actually continues to where he actually showed up and what happened after he got the Tesseract, pretty much. Um, how did you guys feel about that intro? Like, Oh, I loved it. Well, I mean, I loved it for the main reason that they leave like a gap. You get me? So like, they kind of filled in the gap. Yeah. Yeah. So like we knew exactly what happened, why he was with mm. why he disappeared and like yeah. where he actually went <laughs> yeah i agree with that i think they did it seamlessly like they literally from one thing to another to another and everything like literally intertwines and connects which is yeah. beautiful you know to i see feel like just how Loki. that's how every episode of loki is just a big they just go one like one yeah, like big one thing scene. to another it's never just like a chill little moment like yeah <laughs> Um, and I mean, after that, we follow up with figuring out that there was, there's supposedly right now just multiple timelines that we, um, the entire, oh my God, why can I not remember? DVA. The DVA, thank you. TVA. TVA. <laughs> you guys are going to have to fill in a lot of these blinks for me because I'm bad with names, but I know what's yeah. happening. I wasn't here to correct you. <laughs> so, so the TVA is, I guess, this made organization um, to try to keep the timeline and time and space in a set order quote-unquote set (laughs) order thank you um and i mean loki by grabbing the tesseract tries to leave that set time timeline and time space so the tva catches him and tries to correct the timeline um how did you guys first originally feel about the TVA seeing like this is pretty much what they do to like keep it order, I guess? 
Okay, so um, as been- <laughs> I know as he, I know as he, he like, just jumped in. So yeah, as right. soon as like I heard the TVA be mentioned, like even from the trailers, I quickly had to think of King the Conqueror. There's like yeah, I was gonna say that was as just like as a like Marvel fanatic, I quickly thought like wait, there's no one else that's like gonna mess with time, but yeah. time con- conquer himself. You yeah. get me? So it wasn't like a big surprise for me, but it was more of like an exciting, like finally, I, I guess something right. <laughs> Damn, they're actually going for it. Yeah, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it's like, I, 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 you can ask let you, like I'm always that type of person to have like a whole bunch of theories and all, but to actually <laughs> finally have one that's correct, I was like, no way. Yeah, he felt huge, dude. <laughs> but, he felt huge. Uh, yeah, I, like I loved how <laughs> they led up to it and I just loved how they actually got the concept of time i want to say correct because we obviously don't know about we don't know in real life but like what people uh, just say like time to be yeah, yeah they got it right in, in a nice opinion. like uh how can i say an understandable way yeah yeah they, they don't because there's really there's no uh, no matter how much you put it you can't really understand time so mm. yeah <laughs> unless um, you're the tva unless you're the tva <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so now skipping ahead a little bit, we're figuring out that the TVA is sent out on missions, um, sent some of their soldiers out on missions because they're getting these little timeline hiccups um, that they need to try to correct. Um, but just to find out that they are being attacked um, by what they call variants, which is what Loki is, a variant, the hiccups that happen in these timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, so during that part, they try to get Loki to, well, our Loki to help him because he is very mischievous and uh, they're assuming that this other variant that is attacking their soldiers might be another Loki. So how did did you guys at that moment, what did you guys think that, oh, we're going to get multiple Lokis now? Like, I feel like they were, they were building up to that. Like, it's kind of like obvious that if it was one Loki, to be a variant of Loki we know that we're following, it had to be another Loki. Like, I think it was kind of, not obvious, of course not, but it kind of makes sense why he would be the stepping stone for all of those times to, like, branch off, pretty much. He's literally the main route that causes... That, that are big events, you know, just like in the original Avengers, because if he wasn't there to do that, that would have never happened. If, um, for example, he's the if root he, of it all. Yeah, exactly. Just in point in general, in all the timelines, he's pretty much the root of it all. So it's, it kind of made yeah. sense. And it's not even just Loki himself. It's like the variants of Loki. Because that's what, yeah, exactly. At the end of like the Loki series, it's not our Loki that ends up doing the bad thing yeah you get me uh-huh which leads up to i mean so we're gonna go through this pretty quick because the whole entire season is only six episodes so that's why i'm trying to push forward a little bit oh yeah you're good good. um so as we find out once people get um the Lokis or the variants get captured. They are hit with these wands by the TVA that they called pruning. Um, just to find out that once you are pruned, you are sent to this alternate 
time-space dimension that isn't really affected by anything. It's more of just like a big dumpster area where... You're all correct, Tito. You know, it's the I was end gonna of say, all as time. He, as he knows the name of this part. It's the end of all time. It's the end of all time. Thank you. Yeah, it's, a, it's literally like at the end of time. So it's like, it's not in our perspective beings. We wouldn't be able to know about that unless we're there, obviously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I know, <laughs> which is why we got him for this. Which is why we got him for this. Um, so at the end of time, this is where they end up, and we actually meet a few other um, Loki's that were yeah, also yeah. major variants. Um, he has some speculation on a couple and, of them. Uh, on a couple of them. So the first main Loki we meet is the young kid. I mean, I don't really know what to call them just by describing kid what Loki. they look like. Kid, kid Loki. Kid Loki. Which I think, well, let me just say it. I feel like he's the one that's only going to have the good, like, future. Because he's yes. in the comic books, in the Young Avengers, Kid Loki is part of that. You get me? Well, yeah. but And that's something that, for sure, so you think you're setting already, up like, for that? Well, it's not even that I think. It's just they are setting up for that. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the Hawkeye show that's coming out. It's literally based on Kate We're going to see Kid Bishop. Yeah. 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 So it's not really based on him. It's based him turning his daughter into Hawkeye. Then we're going to have like Iron Lad or like Ironheart to that, those series. We're going to have yeah. um, Ant-Man's daughter too. She's supposed to be yep. coming into like a version of Ant-Man, but like obviously younger. Yeah. So we're going to be seeing a lot of things like that. So that's why I have like big hopes that Kid Loki, we're able to see him again. And he's like the most destructive Loki. He's the yeah. only one that was able yeah. to kill Thor. Which, damn it, you... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I'm it's, all good, no. that. it's all good. No, I mean, yes. you think he moved it forward, honestly. So as, so it as we moved it forward. Um, so as we find out, Kid Loki is in this world because he killed Thor, which was not supposed to happen in his timeline, so he had to get corrected. Um, then we meet older Loki, which in his timeline, as we find out, he was able to um, create a, what's it called? Uh, a clone of himself for Thanos, so real that Thanos actually thought he killed Loki, when in reality, the Loki was able to escape and live his life um, hidden and put away. So... His mistake, his hiccup was that he actually outlived his death date. Yep. The be- for the best yeah, words, he technically outlived himself. He outlived yeah. himself. Yes. <laughs> he was like meant to die. Yeah. And moment. then we meet a third Loki, which, for lack of better words, it was the black, muscular Loki, who he claims he was strong enough to kill Captain America and Iron Man, if I'm correct. I, d- I uh, didn't really hear that. Section. Yeah, I honestly don't remember that much. All I know yeah, is that he has a version of Mjolnir, so he yeah. is worthy of holding like Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he has one of the hammers, yeah. So you can't forget... <laughs> well, if you guys are going to keep talking, sorry, but you can't forget the most important... Loki. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, most that's what I was going to get to. I was going to get yeah. the, the leader of all the Lokis, I think he has something to do with a lot that might come happen in the future. Uh, we have 
alligator Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy scene when he bites off presidential Loki's hand. Yes. <laughs> off a tangent with this dude, one of our clanmates is actually getting that tattooed on their fucking uh, forearm. What, alligator Loki? Yeah. I think oh, I might don't. too. If I ever get tattoos, that was something yeah. I'd be one. I think he said he fucking loved it so much, like that. Even that idea of that. So no, a lot of people I've seen like plush toys of them. Yeah, oh, I'm awesome. like, I wouldn't mind getting one of those. Yeah, it's, 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 it, shows up, it shows up at Build a Bear. I'll go back for it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and as we find out, I kind of move forward a little bit. We find out that the Loki that was attacking the TVA agents while they were on their. Um, on their missions was the female Loki um, who I guess she hated the name Loki so much. I'm still kind of confused a little bit on what happened with her timeline, um, but she decided to rename her, herself Sylvie. And as we come to find out, Sylvie's really on a mission to destroy and expose, I guess, um, the TVA for who and what they really are. Yep. You literally hit it on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I was literally hit it on the nose. Perfect. <laughs> and as we're slowly reaching the end of Loki, um, well, first of all, the big thing that blew up the internet a little bit was that we finally got, I don't know how much you guys care about this, but I saw it a lot on the LGBT side of the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how they made Loki, yeah. Both Loki yeah. and Sylvie were both considered bisexual. Yeah, um, gender fluid. And gender whatever. fluid, whatever. And it, it's perfect because... Like not only is it like showing support for like the LGBTQ community, but it's it's comic comic book accurate. You get me? Yeah, I was like gonna not get only to that, that, but it's like not really because like it's all hands down. Like he's had like he's only not only made it with like humans, he's made it with. I was gonna, like, I was gonna get to too. that. He's always so it done makes with sense to put well. it like that. Oh yeah. It was, it was oh like, yeah, because he's it. able to shape shift. I guess and yeah. exactly that's why. So mm-hmm. the freak. My favorite part. Got it. <laughs> speaking about like love and shit like that. Sorry for my language, but um, I love when um, what's you know what you are. Already. No, I'm sorry, I forgot what his name is. What's the what's Owen Wilson's name in the show again? Uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> Why is it like, I forgot too now. Oh, <laughs> it's like. Oh, it's the tip of the tongue. It's, right. um, it's like right there. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Mobius. When Mobius captures I'll, Loki and uh, he's like, you really outdid yourself by falling in love with, your, with yourself. Like how, he was with like, yourself. how that's the most narcissistic, how narcissistic thing you could ever do. Yeah, but falling in love with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that even that concept dude, to even comprehend is kind of nuts if you think oh, about yeah. it too. I'm like, wow, dude. Mobius was right when he said when he literally said it like that. Like, wow. Like, how narcissistic can you be to literally fall in love with yourself? <laughs> Unreal, dude. Um, so as we reach the end of the series, I know I skipped a whole bunch, but I definitely recommend to go watch the season. It's only six episodes, about an hour each episode. It but it flows so well for something so quick 
and even being announced that there is a season two coming already, like by the end of it, which was really good. Okay. Um, so as we reach the end, uh, it, we find out, we get Loki and Sylvie to reach uh, the, I guess, the tower, the holding place of the one timekeeper or as as his little associate calls he who remains um which we find out is is scientist that's much much older from the beginning of god knows what time um the 30th century the 30th century and he was actually able to open i guess a rift uh to other timelines where he met himself um they became very arrogant like tapping each other on the back like oh nice shoes nice hair like that's how he explains it but as always opening so many time timelines you're eventually going to find those who are not pure of heart who are more of the evil side um and I guess there was like a massive war against all of multiverse of the multiverse, the multiverse world war, war. Um, and he was the one that remained, and he is the one keeping the timeline in check. Um, but like he said, he is getting too old for a job that is not for people or creatures that are much younger than him, which is why he actually kind of planned and knew that Loki and Sylvie were eventually going to be in front of him. Yep. Um, so he now gives them an option. They walk out. They live the lives they want to live or whatever. But the timeline event will split up and go into chaos. Whereas we come to find out the multiverse. (laughs) Or they agree to stay with him and he will give them the power, the ability to create their own timelines while keeping the timeline in check and preventing crazy shit to happen further down. Well, preventing from him to ever coming, like the evil him to appear. Um, Just to find out that Sylvie now backstabs Loki in a way um, by pushing him through a portal back to the TVA and she was it, oh, uh-huh. Go. Oh, was it really backstab though because she always told planned. him it was definitely she always told him his, her intentions of what yep. she wanted to do and That's she ended true. up doing that so it's not really backstabbing i think she always told him the truth but he never believed it yeah and it's it, that's what it was it was she never she trusted very anybody with him from the get-go yeah yeah um so she kills uh, the timekeeper, and and we see the timeline. I mean, it was very like they, the visual was of it was very 
cool with just one straight line of beam. And as she kills the timekeeper, we start seeing the branches start coming out, start separating and weaving themselves into the multiverse so that we will be seeing. That actually happens, yeah, sorry Tito to interrupt you, but that actually happens a little bit before like the the multiversal thing happens before so i'm this is just a theory guys here we go, go but in it, those in that moment we're gonna see that dr strange's spell yes and the awakening and yep. the awakening of the scarlet witch is all what caused the multiversal yep. war. for him to oh. stop like processing and like actually predicting on what's happening like he loses that ability once all that happens all at once right yeah yep. is that we're what you think see, yeah so well, the well, what we've seen in the trailer so far of like No Way Home is that he does a spell to for, like to make people forget things. So in the comic books, we've seen a version of that where Peter Parker, Spider Man, goes to Mephisto. It's Mephisto. not Doctor Strange. It goes. That's to what Mephisto. people are speculating, bro. Yeah, and then he's the one that does that. He's the one that ends up changing that. But what he ends up doing because he can't literally change and like he can't like change reality. Like the Scarlet Witch, he what he does is he bl- mixes two realities into one. You get me? So therefore, he's already making the multiverse there in the comic book. So I have a feeling they're gonna take that storyline and kind of combine it. <sighs> so that's what we're gonna see in Spider Man. I, I, that's what I have a feeling. I feel like he's the one. Like Doctor Strange is the one that actually kind of like breaks it step, yeah breaks the thing yeah because because yeah um because dr strange does his magic for time and when scarlet witch awakens quote unquote at the end of uh wandavision she is pretty much uh space because she oh, recreated so the thing. space so time and space reality bending as well reality bending oh. like that just created I, this something yes. to um i forgot i mentioned it too and i i kind of i kind of fibbed so the scarlet witch isn't scar like wanda isn't scarlet witch yet we yes. haven't seen yes. we haven't seen the awakening yes. of the scarlet witch i yet. think the the well, we saw her in the last thing is the process of her becoming it yes starting yes. like her in that yes. red bubble thing her getting the, her the dark herself hole. Like the yep. book thing. Yep. She's basically got a hold of the dark hold, yep. which will make her become basically have all the powers of the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. All the power. So that's what we're probably gonna see in Doctor Strange too. For that. Ooh. Speculation City. Speculation City. So I mean that's that's a for sure thing though, because we're gonna see her in that. <laughs> yeah. And of course by then she she has to be the Scarlet Witch by the end of the movie. There's no doubt. Oh yeah. 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 Um but yes, and as we're seeing that even though the timekeeper himself is now dead or whatever, um, and Sylvie kills him, now we're in left to figure out, well, what is Sylvie gonna do? Because now she is in this area. Um and as we catch back up with Loki after he was pushed through the portal by Sylvie, um, we see that now everybody, Mobius and all the agents, forget who he was or who he is. And um, we see that 
the main statue. statue in the library has changed and i didn't really get a good look at it but wasn't it the timekeeper that we saw that's king the conqueror bro. that's the actual bad guy like that's the main what we ended up seeing was conqueror (laughs) so right before sylvie kills um i'm gonna just call him uh, immortus because i'll explain after why i'll call him immortus but after she kills immortus that's well before she kills him the timeline the multiverse is basically branching out already so when she opened up i don't know if you saw that she used his bracelet to open up the portal yep she basically opened up a portal anywhere to any multiverse to any basically universe so what she did is she kicked him into a a reality where king the conqueror basically won you can say he owns that the universe and, and basically saying and the only reason I wanted to call the character—he's he who remains, right? That, yes. That's his name. Yeah. So I called him Immortus because in the comic books there is a version of King the Conqueror, or um, I forgot his name. Metro, what's his actual name? Fuck. Oh, I, uh, I forgot his. It's not. He's like a descendant from Reed Richards. Yeah, he's a. He's so. Uh, he's like part. He's like a family member from like. The fantastic. Four, you, yeah, he becomes Iron uh, Ironheart, right? Or yeah, whatever. he's uh, Iron Iron Lad is. Um, oh, Iron Lad, yeah, he, yeah. He becomes a version of him. He's like, he's basically a, uh, another version of him from a different universe, but in one version where King the Conqueror becomes the most powerful, the real timekeepers actually Nathaniel make a Richards. Di- there you go. Nathaniel there you go. Richards, there, there you go. go. Nathaniel Thank Richards. You. So that's who the he who remains actually is. That's his actual being when he existed in the thirty. 30- 31st century or 30th century he was Nathaniel Richards so in the comic books Immortus becomes Immortus by he was basically before he was Immortus he he was King the Conqueror like the strongest king the like they called him Prime King the Conqueror and basically he just conquered the whole multiverse there was nothing yeah. else for it was the one singular being mm-hmm. of the entire multiverse so the actual timekeepers because there actually is timekeepers mm-hmm. made a deal with him instead of conquering it why doesn't he protect it mm. so he does that and they grant and he said he the only way he did the deal is if they granted him immortality which obviously hit immortus because it's in the name so I think that's what we're actually seeing here in Loki is that we're seeing Immortus get into a point of age where he's already fed up with just doing nothing, just protecting the multiverse. That him knowing himself, knowing that when he dies, he's just going to reincarnate to himself again. He kills, basically wants someone to kill himself so he could come back as King the Conqueror again. And I feel like that's what we're going to see like coming up in the MCU. It's going to be the same guy, just younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. So finishing up, I mean, after Sylvie kills uh, Immortus, as has been just taught us, um, I mean, then it comes and we see the King the Conqueror statue in the library with Loki. That's where it cuts off. It does its out credits. And as usual, we get the little files because it hits a lot of files in in the show. Um, It's very (laughs) office-like. The stamp that says Loki will return in season two. What did you guys think? What do you guys think is going to (laughs) happen? Like... 
the real question is like when when is season two gonna take place, right? Is That's it gonna true. probably take place after um I feel like it's gonna take right after uh the Doctor Strange movie. It's gonna probably take place like literally stepping off of that movie, depending on where it leaves off and drops off, it might lead into that, into like another side story for Loki. And then whatever repercussions happens in that series, another time event, some bullshit is going to happen in the background, I feel. I feel kind of like the opposite. I feel like it's going to be the show that leads up to Doctor Strange. It's going to be something that like it's we're going to be able to kind of like Loki's leading up to like everything else right now. Loki season two is going to lead up to Doctor Strange. It's going to kind of tell us a little bit more things because obviously Spider-Man's going to have us. We're going to have a lot of questions about about it after because we're going to see some parts of the multiverse happening already. So we're probably going to get to see what Loki does right after that happens. And then what Sylvie does, too. And all that's going to lead up to Doctor Strange too, because there's also a thing. There was also, I think, Marvel or Kevin Feige himself confirmed that Loki is going to make an appearance in Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, like you guys said it a lot. Uh, I think Gaswin has the same idea as I did. I think we do get to see. Um, right after the Doctor Strange movie, we do get to see what happens with Loki, if he catches back up with the other Lokis and tries to recruit their help in whatever situation they're in now. We find out what happens with Sylvie. I think there might be a little crossroads with WandaVision, with Wanda, on like he somehow they cross paths because he finds out she had a little fraction to do with what happened um or she might be able to bend reality back or whatever i don't know i feel like man it's 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 good that how they're just leaving all of this we are seeing a lot of them cross paths or where it could all come together in a way i mean i feel like the way to even think about this is just there's so much speculation, and Marvel's doing a fantastic job on oh, that, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. The anticipation, literally, edge of your seat, yes, rattling your head with tinfoil hats on, be like, oh my god, what they're is going to happen, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> like, who knows, dude? Honestly, there's a lot of little details that they put, though. Exactly. That you, yeah. So little like, subtle hints here and there, yeah, like little, this is little a nuggets hint. here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give you guys a subtle hint that we're all gonna see that Doctor Strange is gonna be like a big movie. We're gonna see lots of things, right? We're gonna see, we're gonna see Wanda. We're gonna see the three Spider Mans probably, and we're gonna see Loki. And it all has to do with Nexus events and Nexus beings. We know that a Nexus event is when two variants fall in love. Okay, never mind. I get what you're meaning. I get what you're meaning. You got me nervous, you know. <laughs> um, so that is what is has happened in the Marvel verse. We'll take a little break right here, and between us, anyways. And when we come back, we'll hit on what is to come or what is happening right now with Marvel. Yep, and what is right. it to look forward to? All right, so go take a leak, go drop a deuce, and see you guys in a second. <laughs> All right, deuce. <laughs> And we're back. Um, 
So next off, what we're going to hit, we already hit on the past with Loki. And now why don't we talk about our current present, um, which is the What If series that followed up Loki. Um, To my knowledge, Leche has watched uh, the first two episodes. I have watched the first two episodes. And I think Esmin has only watched the second episode. He didn't watch the first one. Um, But he's fine with us partially spoiling it uh, for him. Um, So like I said, at the time of this recording, none of us have watched the third episode. But we have already heard some great things from those people who have. They just haven't spoiled anything for us. Um, So let's get right into it. The first episode that comes out is uh, the What If... um, Steve Rogers was not the one that got the dosage to become Captain America, but instead it was Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we see the whole process of her and becoming Captain Carter. Captain Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) and the differences from from steve and peggy so i mean we'll we'll go to leche leche what did you think of the episode like what surprised you about it i mean just like the whole process i'm like oh man yeah this would change a lot of things just like not only that but like the back history of you know the captain mantle and stuff like that um I think I think it was a, a good episode. Don't get me wrong, but it was the pilot episode is the first episode, so there was like yeah. a lot of stuff, other stuff. I feel like that's more anticipated than this one. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with this episode. It was still good. Don't get me wrong or anything like that. But I feel like this is one of their lower tier stories, and of course, I think um, Peggy Peggy Carter coming as the oh I forgot what they called her inside the show already. God damn it. It's, it's not she's not captain america she's no she's captain, captain carter captain carter captain yeah. carter there you go i was gonna say like fuck i forgot the name already damn it <laughs> um but yeah they i think like i know as he was talking about earlier about you know the multiverse and stuff like that so maybe some of these stories some of these little snippets of these what if storylines might actually be in tangent with the whole multiverse thing that's coming up inside the mcu so it would be nice to see like a little little Easter egg of her existence, you know, of the actual in the actual MCU. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty interesting to see that. I mean, which what I think, I think it actually does. I think that's what exactly this is going to lead to. Because, hmm. I mean, obviously, we don't have our regular Steve Rogers anymore. It is now the Falcon as the captain. We still have our own Bucky. You get me? Um, so that, I think that might be like a little thing, like if depending on the next giant antagonist that's coming down the MCU line, um, they're going to need the extra help. You get me? And we already exactly. we already saw that, that <clears throat> Doctor Strange and all the other time... Lords is what I could call them. Oh, wrong. Um, (laughs) Could all just like transport and help all these different worlds pretty much come together as we saw Mm -hmm. in in Endgame. Yeah. Um, 
So seeing something like that might also come into play coming into the multiverse. I mean, that would be exciting. Even Doctor Strange expanding his powers, not just from place to place, but from time to time or something. I mean, you you saw it like the change from like the actual Doctor Strange movie to when he reappeared on in Endgame or sorry, Infinity War and Endgame his power increased substantially dude Mm -hmm. like he's using magic like without even waving hand signs you know like throwing gang signs and shit (laughs) (laughs) um and as mean i know you're a big comic buff as we've already heard from this episode and in the last episode you were on i mean what do you think about the whole peggy carter instead of steve rogers becoming the captain uh i think it's a pretty good like a dope idea to be honest because mm-hmm. what i've seen like because i have seen like um like, re- like how do we say like reviews of the like of the episode of and all episode. yeah recaps there you go recaps of the episode and it wasn't it was really a small change it wasn't really like something it was, like it wasn't it just was a one small thing change that happened. but yeah like steve rogers ended up technically becoming iron man if you can see it that way yeah or like the Iron Monger or something like that. So I thought that was yeah. pretty dope to see. Yeah. And it's because he got shot, right? If it's yeah, he got correct. shot. Uh, no, he didn't get the explosion. Was what kind of left him partially paralyzed. I don't think it was the exact bullet. Uh, I thought he got shot because no, it was during the explosion from the beginning was of the episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was about to get the dosage. The explosion happened. <laughs> Um, he got blown out and hurt pretty much. Um, and as they, they were yelling at him to get back into the pod, Peggy told, like, was yelling, he can't even walk. So she jumped in and Stark pulled the lover. I feel like, it, like, in the actual MCU, that would have happened pretty easily, like, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why um, I was like, it's so close. That's why I was like, it, this is literally set in the precedent. Like literally one little minor change, mm-hmm. and it's so seamless from like the actual scene when it actually happened. Yeah, and stuff which is nice, which is cool to see. Yeah, and and even still, so like the whole because of the time that they're in, obviously from the World War and all that stuff. Like we still see Peggy, even though she is this superhuman. Um, She's still dealing with feminism, misogynism, and like even though she's not American, she's technically English, she's on the American side, like helping them. She rescues Bucky's platoon, um, and she headlines this entire battle against uh, Hydra. So, sure. I mean, it's it's like like Luke said, Leche, it's a pretty good episode. Um, I still definitely recommend to watch it. It's definitely part of the What If series. Oh, something we left out was the that the whole What If series is... Um, what's the word? It's hosted or the narrator of the entire series is by The Watcher, um, which I think we got a little bit of a view during one of the... One of the movies, I'm not 100% sure of The Watcher. Um, I don't remember. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a Stan Stan Lee um, 
It's like Stanley a reference. cameo. It's a cameo when it comes It's a in cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With when, the Watchers. Yeah, when Stanley's in the astronaut suit and yeah. he's with the Watchers, one of those Watchers is the one announcing the entire What If series. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Because I do also know a little bit of lore about him. I know he... I mean, it's in their name. They're watchers. They're just supposed to watch and see what happens, take notes and whatever, not really interfere. Um, but I do know that the main announcer watcher that we're dealing with, um, he he does eventually interfere with the Fantastic Four two times. And then the watcher is pretty much pushed him away like he's not part of us but he is now dealing with himself watching and doing whatever the hell he wants now i guess um but yes there is that little story on the watcher uh next the second episode which all three i know all three of us personally enjoyed it a hundred percent um we have what if T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, was the one that got abducted by Yondu, by, by Yondu. By Yondu instead the of... By the, the Ravagers, Ravagers and Yondu yeah. instead of the original Will, our Lord Quill that Peter we know. Quill. Yes. Um, I kind of want to hear Esmin's thought on this episode. I want to hear Esmin's thought first on this one, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a perfect episode because <laughs> um, I just I thought it was funny because like I thought I was like, how are they just going to switch up and take T'Challa by accident? Uh-huh. But it was more like the Ravagers that went to go look for the kid messed up. And like, it, I just find it hilarious how they say yeah, oh, literally one small. Mistake. All hu- yeah. All humans look the same. You said two holes, two, two, two eye holes, holes, two ear holes, two yeah. smell nose. <laughs> one <laughs> hole. Like, one <laughs> Oh no! But like, yeah, I, throughout the whole like, episode, what? I just thought it was amazing. It was just like a lot of things that could have switched, basically. Yeah, could have not happened. happened. It just because of a little thing. And my biggest thing was like Thanos being not being who he is. I think it was hilarious. Oh yeah, how T'Challa was able to talk to Thanos and talk Thanos down from being this mad titan. titan. It was funny how he like they fight, they play with him like, oh, his plan is genocide, and he's like, but it is efficient. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I was just looking at him, and he's still trying to push this plan and think like it's a good idea. But everyone's like, yeah, good thing he stopped you. Um, so we see, yeah, we see T'Challa get abducted by by Yondu and his crew, grow up, talk to Thanos, and next thing we know, um, instead of Gamora, uh, because Thanos never attacked Gamora's planet, but he did still have Gamora's sister, which Nebula, I, Nebula, thank you, um, who is more human-like instead of being this crazy, mad, half-robot alien creature that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells T'Challa that she has one mission. She Instead of Thanos being the mad titan that everyone's scared of, um, the 
what's his name? The collector. Um, the collector, thank you, is the one who sees that there is this uh, space missing in the power, in the throne of power for a lot of these galaxies. So he is the one who takes the place. He takes the mantle, pretty he much. He takes of the that. mantle of Thanos, yes. Ooh, yes. yes. Um, and they're like, they're trying to sneak in to try to steal an item that is able to help um, specific planets and feed people or the life forms of the planet, which they're talking about Earth, (laughs) obviously, because even her little projection thing, it was Earth just dealing with a lot of um, global warming, for lack of better words. Yeah. Um. And the one cool thing that I did see in this episode as well was they did do a little nod to Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. If you are not familiar with, Howard the Duck is technically the first superhero movie that Marvel did put out. Not from the Marvel Cinematic Universe like we know of the Avengers, just a standalone Howard the Duck superhero film. So yeah. there was a little yeah, I was back in that. the 70s or 80s, right? I think it's 70s. It I might be 70s though. because yeah, that movie um, did not age well for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like to say the least. But yeah, I remember seeing not seeing the movie in particular, but seeing like clippets and snippets of that movie. I'm like, oh, this looks bad, but it's funny. <laughs> Um, And we also see that technically the army that what should have been Thanos' army is now the collector's um, main security force in this... Black Order. The Black Order in this palace that he has of collections of different alien species. The Celestial's head. Um... And we also come to find out that Yondu didn't return T'Challa because he told T'Challa that uh, his home place was just destroyed. Um, It was destroyed and no one survived. But as they are running in their different directions in the collector's place, T'Challa's necklace, because he did still have his necklace that he grew up with from his clan or whatever the Wakandans um, he it starts interacting with one of the ships that is in this uh, place and as we find out there is a projection message almost Star Wars like how we see Yoda sometimes in those <laughs> projections yeah, yeah okay Um, that it is a message from his father that they are still out there looking for T'Challa from Chaka uh, still looking for what? it's T'Challa Oh, Tachaka. Sorry, I don't. I don't. I don't remember names. This is why I need. I know they're hard to remember. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of names for sure. Um, and I mean, what did you guys think about this? Like seeing that. I mean, Yondu, even on a different timeline, they still had a lie to Peter and T'Challa. That's just that shows you, like, yo, like even. One little minor change isn't going to change the entire aspect of a character. But in the same episode, they did the like 
they change the whole characteristics of a freaking character like Thanos. Yep. So it's like some characters literally stay the same, just like Yondu. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they throw a fucking Uno reverse card and be like, oh, Thanos is actually nice in this one, you know. <laughs> well, no, like, not right. the Mad Titan, you know. So it's kind of like they both show they show both aspects of the changes in one episode, which is fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Aspen? I know you oh, have no. a lot more notes on this episode. <laughs> oh, no, I love that they kind of, like, brought it back... <laughs> So like he actually went home he was able to actually go home and like i love that interaction they had like seeing the ravagers with like the wakandans and like the dormelage it was just yeah. so funny yeah that was <laughs> i just thought hilarious. it was funny like those little clips <laughs> i feel like those had to be there like you couldn't just like have him go back home and not have yeah like that had to be an interaction like a full yeah. a full yeah. thing with just that alone yeah would be and like i agree with leche too um when he said that they can it's a what if series so they can some characters are gonna still do they're still gonna have the same make the same decision you can say and some characters are gonna just completely do a 180 and do the complete opposite so yeah that's the magic what if right yeah Um, which is pretty freaking awesome and even still then i mean yeah the interaction between everybody and we even hear uh tachaka ask yondu oh okay i get everything that's happened but there's one thing i still don't understand how did he get on your ship and that's true like how do you explain so i kidnapped him um told him you all died made him this massive intergalactic superhero. Was it really kidnapping if he went willingly? Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Is That's it kidnapping true. if you went true. willingly? I mean... I mean <laughs> he told him, he's like, he said he wanted to go see the world and Yondu said, I could go show you the universe. So... Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, That's true. Um, mm. And even... Even finishing this off, I mean, they still make a return to the end um, as we see um, Peter Quill, a grown-up living a regular human life, if that's what you want to call it, uh, working in a fast food place, cleaning up. Um, And we see a ship land and it is his father, Peter Quill's father, Ego, that we see in the films, show up and tell him, I'm your real father, leaving to a whole other timeline where he can actually manipulate Peter now to yeah, take over the has, planet. He has no uh, no outside influence and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. going to be that's I mean, entirely new to him. Ego's that's plan was never to like manipulate his children. It's, he feeds on them to get more energy. More energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's uh, what is it called? Ego, the living planet. But I mean, yeah. he's known as what? Uh, uh, he's a celestial, technically speaking, yeah, right? He's a yeah. celestial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be um, interesting. A what if on that end? But yeah. And then we have episode three, which I said like none of us have watched. Uh, so that is probably the homework I am leaving for all three of us to do right after this. Um, and. 
to my knowledge, that is all that is happening now. Um, next, all we really have is what is coming to the future, which is just a whole bunch of trailers that have been coming out and announcements. Um, I mean, the closest thing we have right now is that we have Shang-Chi and the Order of the Ten Rings. Um, starring Simulu and I believe Aquafina. Aquafina, yeah. Um, which I hit on a couple weeks ago too. Great actors. Aquafina, super hilarious and comedic relief. She's a great actress too, with her own um, show. Africa, uh, Afri- uh, my life as Nora. I think the show is called, or just Nora. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys think about this trailer or what is to come with Shang-Chi? I want to hear Ezzy's thoughts first on this before I go in. Oh, what I'm excited for, like, I'm super excited for this movie. So, like, I'm just excited for, like, the future of the MCU. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm excited for most for him is to see where he's going to fit in in the MCU. I know, like, there's, they're starting to branch out his own story, but at the end of the day, we know he's going to end up, like, tying into the major yeah tying into like a major story yeah Yeah. so i want to see like who like if we're gonna see any characters like any superheroes other than like shang chi and any other new ones if we're gonna see any old ones because obviously we saw in the trailer we saw abomination (laughs) and it looks like he's fighting wong but you can't really say it's wong because like yeah it's yeah you can't really picturely like perfectly say it's him and shit but um, I know, uh, just, yeah, I know you mentioned Wong, but I think, isn't it also the Mandarin? That's the bad guy. That's his... The Mandarin's the bad, right? bad guy, yeah. Oh, Wong, Wong's, Wong's like uh, Doctor Strange's assistant. Yeah, like assistant. Oh, okay. Wong is that. Yeah. He looks like he's fighting the Abomination in like one of the trailers. Well, yeah. it might not be Wong, but it, it's definitely 100% like a sorcerer from like... Yeah, from the actual he, thing. Like yeah, an actual it's an sorcerer. actual sorcerer, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see uh, how this movie is going to get integrated to like the greater MCU story plot. Like, does this take place before the snap, after the snap? Like, does this take place years after the snap? Is this take in tangent with with a new Spider-Man movie that's going to come out and stuff like that? Is it going to be, is it before? Like, where is this fitting into the main story plot? Is this like literally years before? Is this like and fucking even Tony Stark before he even became, you know, the mantle of Iron Man, you know, yeah. like, where does this fit? You know, are we going to see it like right after the blip, like whenever everybody comes back, you get me? Exactly. Just, I'm excited to see that. And like, I think one thing I'm excited to look for, it's not really like I we I, don't, I can't say 100 percent it's going to be there, but we all know that in the first one, the, the Iron Man series, the Mandarin was always one of the big bads. Yeah. And then we end up finding out that he was just lying. Yeah, and one of the actual yeah, and he actually gets killed. Like the fake Mandarin gets killed by someone like one of the real Mandarins, like people. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like uh, I I want to see if they tie in that like Iron Man in any way. Iron Man three, yeah. You think it might be like a follow up to Iron Man three? Technically speaking, like I wouldn't necessarily say follow up, but I I mean, it would see if they tie it in there. You get me? Because we we the references were there from that movie. Shang Chi, we do see that Shang Chi, his dad is the one that has like the rings already, so he's he's already gonna have. 
yeah he's the he's the actual mandarin so we're gonna see if like obviously he's a lot old so he's a lot older he's gonna be like well in his 40s and all i want to see if like he was alive during like when all of that iron man was happening we might see some flashbacks so i'm interested to see that like how he actually got the 10 rings and the origins of the 10 rings too yeah because yeah. like, I honestly do not know much about it. And I've honestly, it's not that I've shown interest, not, haven't shown interest. I've honestly didn't know about Shang-Chi like that. Yeah, like he was one of those, um, I don't want to say it like this, but he was one of those lesser known. And like, he's not, you know, you know, the big dogs, you know, back yeah. with the names and of them. I think that that's what I'm excited for. Because like every character we've usually had has been like a big character from like the yeah, comic books hitters, like and like we're finally getting someone that hasn't yeah we're finally getting someone that hasn't had like a big comic book thing and we're actually going to see them on the big screen and yeah. really excited know, for that. dude that's gonna be fucking awesome and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't the order of the ten rings the same people that kind of um asked for Tony to get kidnapped in the first Iron Man. Yeah, they and had, create yeah. The Iron had to do with Man. that. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like they were like the technically like the bad guys from like the Iron Man series. Yeah, because like yeah. it all they're like, like that terrorist group, quote unquote like terrorist group. Yeah. You know, so okay. So I mean, we already have its connection to where he falls the beginning, anyways, or oh, of one knee we know of. So just expanding from that. And knowing me, guys, sorry for. No, fine, go ahead. This is uh, why we got you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna do this for every trailer we review. So um, it's Here gonna be a theory. City. Yep, speculation, a theory. So obviously, we see the abomination, right? Mm-hmm. One person for sure we're probably gonna see is General Ross. Yep. Yeah, that's almost guaranteed. He's the one that had like control over or possession over Abomination. Yep. So we're gonna see what he's doing with them. So my thing is I feel like one of the like the end credit scenes is gonna be um I forget her name, but uh, did any of you watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier series? Yes. So do you remember at the end the lady that was uh recruiting John Walker? Oh, the one that ended up being like a double agent or something, a triple agent? No, she's not a double agent. She's she's kind of like pulling a Nick Fury. So she's assembling, assembling a squad. team. Yeah, she's assembling a team. And she started with John Walker because he's a super soldier. And in the end of Black Widow, she does the same by recruiting the ta- oh, um, Natasha Romanoff's sister. I forget her name. And the Taskmaster, because she has control over them. So she's kind of building up a team, if you look at it. So yeah, my okay. theory is, is that she's going to recruit the Abomination as their big, like, their brute force, kind of like the Hulk, you can say. Yeah. And what and who has possession of him is General Ross. And in the comic books, we all know that he ends up being the Red Hulk. Oh, yeah. And I feel yeah. like all that's going to lead up to, I feel like Shang-Chi is going to lead up to She-Hulk. Ooh, yeah. I feel like that that's series. what we're gonna. Yeah, I feel like it's, we're gonna see like a connection there, Maybe. and I, a connection. And I hope we see is that there's a young, there's a young Hulk in the comic books, and I forget his name, like the actual name of the Hulk, but he's a young Asian boy from like, like. I forget. I forget if he's Chinese. I'm pretty sure he's Chinese, but he becomes the Hulk some way because he has like a blood transfusion, kind of similar to like yeah, how. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's Bruce Banner's because we're obviously gonna see She-Hulk first, so we're gonna see like a lot of things happening. So he's kind of like a version of the Hulk, but like a lot younger, and he has. 
he's kind of like a smart hulk he has like control over like, like the actual anger and stuff like that yeah like he has control yeah he has like the like the ang- anger control and everything and it's like he's he actually becomes part of the young avengers too in the comics so i'll be i'll be kind of looking for little nods for that in the shang chi and hopefully in like the upcoming movies so i feel like it's all gonna lead up to like two things we're end up gonna seeing either the dark avengers or the thunderbolts and we're also gonna see processing um them building up to the young avengers as well yeah as we kind of talked about earlier. well i think that i think it might be up to both of those things two separate things oh and yeah might... i think it's gonna be two things and i feel like they're kind of setting them for both of them to like fight each other you get me yeah <laughs> so that'd be uh... kind of perfect it's kind of more like a uh, grounded more on earth type thing to happen yeah. instead of it being like more of like an intergalactical thing like universal thing as we're seeing like in the multiverse because we're seeing yeah. more bigger beings like dr strange like the scarlet witch all of like loki like all of these actual godly beings actually yeah like, focusing yeah. on that so we're gonna see more grounded things like on earth and like through some things like that yeah yeah that would uh, be interesting to see yeah and the one you were thinking of was uh <laughs> Okay, I just had her name. Um, but something Carter. She was Ooh. also a Carter. Peggy Carter. Peg, no, not Peggy. No, she's a niece, <laughs> she's she's a niece. Uh, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. She was not Aaron uh, Carter. No, she's also from Shield, <laughs> and uh, she's I believe um, like the great niece of Peggy. Oh no, Carter. she's she's not the one assembling the team. She was a bad guy in there, but she's like an oh, older that's lady. Like, talking. No, she's no. like an older lady with white hair. I know who is. She's not like she's not like an old lady. She's like she's like Amanda Waller, pretty much for the DC universe, pretty much. Yeah, Uh, she's like Amanda Waller. (laughs) And next up, we have uh, the Eternals trailer, which I mean, to start off, like the cast of it seems so freaking good. We have Angelina Jolie. we have Salma Hayek, just to name two of this all-star cast. Um, and I kind of want to have Esbeen explain Eternals a little bit, because I'm still kind of confused on who or what they are. Or if you want to do it, Leche, what if you guys take the reins a little bit here? No, I want Esbeen to explain this one for sure. Okay, brief, brief little story. Here we so go. Eternals are beings that were created by celestials and we know celestials are basically what the creators of the, the universe you can say you don't want to say like they're the gods of god but they're up there of like the beings of create like they created everything basically so they created eternals to protect humans like earth from deviants deviants are basically eternals that have a gene that makes them into like these monsters and that's pretty much the story on like what the like that's main that's like the main story of them. Something that is known too, which I'm interested if we're gonna see in the Eternals any flashbacks. Thanos is actually a deviant. He's also an eternal. So that being said, he's an eternal. That's why he's like a big being. That's why he's like a powerful being, you can say. Yeah. Yes. And that's why he is like that's why he looks the way he looks too, because he also has that deviant gene that changes his look. Yes. So I, that's what we're probably gonna see in the movie. It's them the deviants probably trying to attack Earth and them defending them. 
Well, so as we see from the trailer, um, the Eternals come, they're protecting humanity from the deviants. Um, as time goes on, yes, they're using their powers and helping humanity grow and expand, but as they mentioned uh, during the trailer, even during the wars that the Avengers had with Loki in New York with uh, Thanos, they said they weren't able to um, interfere because their one goal was just to stop the de- the, the deviants. The deviants. The deviants yep. um, so, like as being said, Thanos is technically a deviant, so it might be them coming to that realization on they should have helped, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably so. We'll Possibly. probably see like an internal struggle between all of them. Yeah. And even still then, they then also talk about, oh, now with Steve Rogers and Iron Man gone, um, who's gonna lead the Avengers? And then they start joking between each other, oh, it's gonna be me, it's gonna be me. So it's like, how do they integrate themselves with the Avengers, gain that trust and even if they find out that Thanos is a, was a deviant, is there going to be another conflict now with the Avengers on, oh, why didn't you guys help us when we needed the help, seeing all the craziness that happened? Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're going to kind of pull off a Captain Marvel, saying, like, kind of how... Um, who was that? I think it was... Um, War Machine that asked her, War like, Machine where were you? Her, like, yeah, where were you when all these things were happening? It's like, we had other things to do, too. It's like, not only, like, Earth isn't the only mm-hmm. place, or they're not the only, that's not the only things that are happening on Earth. Yeah. You get me? In in the galaxy, yeah. But you yeah. see, at least with Captain Marvel, like, she has that excuse. Like, she was helping other races, other planets. What were the Eternals doing on Earth, seeing things playing out right in front of them. You can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I like think they weren't doing this, anything. <laughs> this whole movie, I feel like it's going to be like the repercussions of them not doing anything and then them, them feeling guilty. That guilt is literally going to be in their conscious and that's going to divide them. So, and they're going to be internal conflicts between themselves. And I, I don't believe Eternals. I don't believe it will be something like that. Cause, you don't um, think so? No, because uh, I feel like they well, obviously they can't interfere because of their. They have, they kind of like. They're programmed they programmed in a way. No, not programmed, but they have a boss. You can say, which is the Celestials, their creator. So obviously they're gonna listen to someone that's like can kill them easily or get rid of them on like a snap of a finger to them. You get me? So obviously they kind of like the Watcher, how he's able to watch but not interfere. They're only able to interfere unless it's deviance. If not, there there could be like repercussions for that f- to them. No, but that's what my But that's point, what we're saying. Like, like, like yeah. if Thanos was a technically a deviant, why didn't they interfere? Like, why didn't they? I feel like them? that might be something they switch up in the MCU. In, in the actual story, like the plot, yeah. like he isn't an actual deviant. He's yeah. literally just because in the in the in the um trailer they do say that um. They they did know that they that Thanos did happen. They obviously are aware of that happening. Yes. And they said that there was two snaps after about five years later, which was obviously Professor Hulk's snap and Tony Stark's Iron Man snap that opened up a gateway. And I what I want to say a gateway, but it opened up like 
we can say a door for all these deviants to escape all these from where cosmic they actually beings, were. Yeah, yeah. Cosmic so beings. I feel like that's what we're actually gonna see. Like how happening. I think Raccoon said it. Um, said Raccoon. Uh, Rocket said it best. Like it became like the. <laughs> raccoon. raccoon said it. I mean, Rocket. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, dude. But Rocket said it best. Like, uh, Earth became literally ground zero for all this cosmic, all these cosmic, like, energy to be released. Yeah. So that's going to be the ca- catching the attention of all these cosmic beings, all these, you know, otherworldly fucking gods and creatures literally coming to Earth yep. and stuff. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Um, I'm just excited to see how like these omnipotent beings are going to be introduced and in actually finally introduced into like the MCU, like the Celestials. Yeah. I'm really excited to see them because in the commercial, you literally see one of them holding a galaxy in their hands, which I just think's insane. Like yeah. even the thought process of that, yeah, like yeah. what the fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and not to bring it back to destiny or whatever, but that you're like seeing the Eternals and just the way like their magical items like come to them or how they just close. It kind of reminded me of the armor set for the kind of the recent um, Solstice armor for Destiny. So I like think the little Cameron lines is, of all the corners and shit. Yeah. That, well it did <laughs> but it but it does look so cool and how even though it's just golden lines how these things are just still strong enough to stab block return any fighting that we've seen during these trailers for the eternals like they all have different powers yes yeah and i know um i forget all their names but i know soma <laughs> hike's character she's the leader of them Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. And um, right behind her is Icarus, which is like the guy. He's like the one that has like the laser beams in it. Yeah, the laser. Kind of looks like he he kind of resembles Bucky. Yeah, he <laughs> a does. A I forget the actor's name, but he. I'm interested to see him because he has superpowers similar to Superman. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say necessarily the same because it's really just like his ability to flight super. He's not supposed strength. to be Sentry, is he? No, he's not supposed to be Sentry, no. Okay, cool. He's supposed to be Sentry, he's supposed to be like the equivalent to Super. Oh, no, yeah, he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to have like super strength, he could fly, and he has like, um, oh, okay. Like heat vision. That's pretty much it. Like laser beams through his eyes. That's like, those are his superpowers. And I've seen like a lot of people have been like, kind of mad about that saying like he's a ripoff superman like no he's always like no like that. literally like, two like, different he's like that yeah yeah like two different like, you can't compare bro you know rest is comparing oranges to apples like come on dude chill out yeah. someone who i am also excited to see the he's also in the eternals comic books and i'm he's a very big character into eternals he's called the black knight i don't know if you guys know if you guys black know knight. who that is he's rumored to Okay, I forgot his name. Um, what's the? Any of you know um, Game of Thrones? Any Game, Game of, of Thrones? Thrones? Yeah, oh, you know the, there's a character called like something Snow. John Snow. Yeah, him. Like I know his last name. Like that actor. Him. Yeah. That yeah. Actor. So that actor, he's supposed to play the Black Knight, which uh-huh. he's supposed to be wielding like a. He's supposed to wield like armor. Like a black knight, obviously, but it's all comes from like a sword that they 
he finds and he was in like that actor was he was basically confirmed to play him and he was in the in the trailer so i'm like very interested to see how he's gonna play like you want to see the actual like armor come to him and stuff like that yeah and i want to see because i know he's a big part of the avengers too in the comic book so i know he's gonna be a big part of the avengers coming up we'll see dude I definitely want to, like, how we said, like, for Shang-Chi, like, I want to see how this is going to tie into, like, where they're going to fit into, like, the actual, like, storyline and, like, where they're going to be placed into the MCU itself. Especially with everything that we just spoke, because imagine we literally, like, with just a few minutes that we were here, we literally came up with three possible timelines that they could take with with uh, the Eternals. You got me? Shang-Chi, we kind of have an idea of where it's going to go and what it might lead to. But with Eternals, we have internal conflict, external conflict, conflict with probably within that group themselves and then the outside world, possibly with the Avengers or whatever higher alter beings that are controlling them. If you do decide to, like, humanize them. Timeline-wise, we know, like, it's going to be right after, like, Endgame, pretty much. No, yeah. I know that, but I'm saying like the way they lay out the story is oh, still kind right. of a mystery. They're gonna show right, right, right. Uh, yeah, like the greater timeline on like their story. Yeah. The okay, that's yeah. what you mean. Um, and I mean, moving on to our final um, trailer, unless you guys have something to add in right after. I mean, no, the 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 trailer. A lot of people were pretty much waiting for because we got that little teaser on instagram from from uh tom holland and zendaya on like what the name for the next spider-man movie was gonna be um we have the trailer for spider-man no way home which here we see the repercussions of what happened in far from home after the death of Mysterio. Mysterio, thank you. And now how Mysterio um, showed Spider-Man's true identity of being Peter. Um, The repercussions of what happens then. um, Peter going to Doctor Strange to make a spell where nobody where Mysterio never pulled out um, his secret identity and the repercussions of that because we even we see as Doctor Strange is doing the spell Peter keeps talking and it's alternating with the spell that Strange is trying to pull off also possibly like we mentioned earlier being the one of the minor reasons on the new um multiverses that are that are coming up in the in the mcu verse and the most exciting part of this was around the end where we see not just one but possibly two antagonists returning for this film one of them being uh doc ock Dr. Octopus, or however you guys want to call him, and possibly even seeing the Green Goblin come back, because all we did see was a green little bomb roll out into a bridge and explode. Um, so obviously, like, yes, it's green, it could, but there are many possible green 
antagonist that Spider-Man has. So, I mean, what 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 are your guys' thoughts on this? So, Tito, what you forgot to mention was Doc Ock was Andre Molina's. The actor uh, was Andre yes. Molina. He was the from the, the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yep. Yeah. So from the original trilogy. Spider-Man trilogy, and the laugh we do get when when the supposed Green Goblin pumpkin grenade. We see that go off. It's definitely William Defoe's Green Goblin as well. Mm-hmm. It's so worse. that's very interesting to see that we might we're gonna see these characters come back. At least one of them for sure for a fact. Yeah. We're gonna see them come back. And it's all because of this multiverse multiversal war that's gonna happen. Yes. Um anyway, so then there has been the speculation of okay, if there's this multiversal war, as you said, and Doc Doc and Greek Goblin come in, there has been that speculation, too, of other Spider-Mans joining Tom Holland's Peter Parker in this timeline to fight these. It only makes it fair. (laughs) Yes, it only makes it fair, but can you just imagine... Um, the original Toby, the Maguire. original Toby Maguire, <laughs> yes, and even still, like the Andrew Garfield, Garfield, Garfield Spider Man, like so that would be awesome to see. It, it would be awesome, but it's just so hard to wrap your minds I, around I've the idea. I've also heard rumors that there's gonna be like mad bad guys in this one. Like, so, gonna, we're gonna yeah, see like a shit ton. Obviously, we might see the Sinister Six. Like, yeah, I was about use, to mention that. Yeah, we're gonna that probably they're, see they're them definitely because we for the. Because we see references, of course, we see freaking Doc Ock show up. We're going to, we saw or heard the laugh of Willem Dafoe to be freaking Green Goblin. Goblin. Um, Supposedly in the trailer, you're you're able to see um, Scorpion. I don't know at one point where he showed up, supposedly. Um, So there's actually... Uh, something like that one of those guys so there's like a big thing going on because it's just a big it's like a shadow you see kind of yeah so it's either it's most likely going to be scorpion just because they referenced him already in the the end credit scene yep but a lot of people have been like speculating it could also be lizard man from like the andrew garfield lizard man that would be good too because we're supposed to supposedly right we're supposed to see electrode electrode fox's electrode electrode. so that's already what and he villain. is in the he yeah you also do see him in the in the trailer. In the, There's just the one trailer, giant yeah. lightning bolt at some that point, comes down. Yeah. At some point as well, they said that we might see Rhino as well, like the Rhino from Andrew Garfield's yeah, like yeah. series as well. And also Vulture still lurking around. Still lurking around. So there's your so six. That should that that's your six. And it's know. all gonna be. I feel like it's all gonna be led by um, Norman Osborn himself. Yep. Green, the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. And supposedly he's staying as one of the main antagonists, right? As well. Oh, I like, hope so. I hope he's so. supposed to stay like as an actual guy, like one of the main villains of Spider-Man inside the actual like MCU and like a recurrent bad guy, just like how Loki is for Thor and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, this is one I definitely want to go into theaters with you guys and watch like yeah this oh, one was like you know, we definitely don't want to miss out on this one definitely yeah. fucking not dude fuck disney plus or whatever television streaming service we have like this, to go i want to go see to the theaters and see this yes. shit yeah 100 yes, 100 dude 
I mean, just from this is what possible the second trailer, first trailer, first trailer, the yeah. first trailer, and there's already all of this happening in just a three minute trailer. Like, not even come it's like, on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much they stuffed in in the little trailer and the, I mean, without spoiling the entire fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, as in, I want to hear your thoughts on this, right? That people have been speculating. For the scene, you know, when we get introduced to uh, Doctor Strange, right? Supposedly he looks kind of off, right? He looks kind of strange. They're just the whole premise of how he is in that scene. People are speculating that that might be Mysterio. No, oh, what's his name? Mephisto. Sorry, not, uh, Mephisto. Mephisto. There you go. Fuck. Why did I say Mysterio? So Mephisto, yeah. I have heard something. So that would actually be an insane theory. Like if it were to come true, because it would be comic accurate. Because that's actually yeah. kind of what happens in the comic books. Yeah. As I kind of mentioned yesterday yeah, or exactly. earlier today. Um. But yeah, it would it would be awesome to see that, like how. Like if if it was Mysterio, because he did he did kind of look off, and like the Sanctum did look a little like all frosted, all yeah. like snowy. But they, I feel like they're gonna just cover that up by saying, "You remember Hulk? How he fell in? Yeah, they were never able to fix that. So it's the winter time in New York when that's happening. So they're probably gonna have that excuse of why it's so cold in there and all like that. Yeah, and there's mad snow. I don't know, but man. But I feel uh, like what, it would be what, awesome if it, if it was Mephisto, dude. Be oh, that awesome. would be awesome. I feel like what we're going to end up seeing is how, obviously, the egotistical Tony Stark isn't around the MCU anymore. Yeah. So we're going to need someone to kind of replace him, and that's going to be Doctor Strange. So we've, tech not technically, but in the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, we're going to see his most powerful version already. Right. So he's gonna we're we're gonna have to see him kind of mess up in the next few movies. And it's not gonna be like a mess up like, oh I know I should have done better. It's gonna be more of oh, I think I like I'm good enough, I should be able to do this. And I feel like that's what's gonna happen in Spider-Man. Wong does warn him not to do the spell, and him being who he is, the he's always thought he was like above better than everybody. He's always yeah. done things. He, was, he still, he had the same mindset as Tony pretty much. Yeah, like, he was, oh. yeah. he was still that rich playboy. Yeah. And he always type. does things not that they tell him not to do. Like look in the first one, they told him not to read the book. They read the book. They told him not to mess with time and the time with, or not, don't even touch like the, don't the tell them you're stone. Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Basically <laughs> they does the opposite. So I feel like he ends up messing up the spell and not even, Maybe he could have pulled it off, but Peter Parker being there talking in the same time kind of mm-hmm. probably messed it up as well. Yeah, he was out of focus. Yeah, but looks yeah, like- yeah. And he even after, like we see in the trailer, when the spell is complete and he pulls everything back together, he does look scared almost or surprised on because he wasn't expecting that to happen when the spell was completed. So. He probably did it, but it was just very, um, be- like as we said, because of Peter being there, just completely threw him out of concentration. This movie is gonna be insane, bro. Because yes. I feel like I think, as you said, this movie is gonna be the movie to actually watch because this is gonna be the stepping stone for the multiverse bullshit. Yep, this opens everything up. Yep, because of this movie, the reper- repercussions of that movie. Is gonna lead into like 
why Loki happened, why this happened, why that happened and all that bullshit. It's all going to tie that together. It's not going to be, you know, like everything coming together, just like um, like Avengers did pretty much like the for the first phase and stuff like yeah. that. But it's going to be like because of what's happening in that movie, we're going to see new players emerge and then it's going to lead to a new Avengers movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And one cool thing that I also found about this trailer is just seeing all the different spider suits. We still have oh, yeah. the iron spider suit that uh, Tony gave him uh, back in uh, Infinity War. Um, we see not just his basic red and blue spider suit that everybody knows about. We also see his uh, red and black suit. And finally, we also see his all black suit, which is supposed to be kind of like when Venom so, takes him over. It's a black and gold suit for this movie. So it's supposed to be an enchanted suit by wow. Doctor Strange himself. Oh, so see. that's going to be awesome to see. Yeah, I want to see it's that. Kind of, it's kind of, be kind of like a reference in the comic books there is a reference where iron man does trade places with um doctor strange and basically tony stark has a suit that's enchanted he basically uh, becomes the sorcerer supreme and has like an armor suit that's enchanted as for like the sorcerer supreme so i feel like it's going to be kind of like a little nod to that yeah i think Having, like another technology yeah. tony's technology and magic you know yep. yeah yeah sorcery <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot that's coming, a lot to expect, a lot of speculation. Um, at this point, all we can really do is just wait and watch yeah, and see where they lead sucks, with all man. this. <laughs> it sucks how long we have to wait, but man, I feel like the wait is going to be worth it if, it, yes. if they play their cards right, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's it unless there's anything else you guys want to add very quickly lesbian no i'm all set no yeah i'm okay too all righty then so esbian where can people find you you guys can find me on instagram esvin am and on twitter esvin m8 and pretty much that's where you guys can find me those are my socials Socials. All right. Leche, where can people find you? People could always and continue finding me on Instagram at Leche or you guys could follow me on Twitch at Technofreak95. Uh, Techno and as always, you guys can find me at One Alpha Penguin on Instagram and also on twitch.tv forward slash One Alpha Penguin. Follow the podcast on Instagram at uh, at take a sip underscore pod and even on youtube youtube.com slash take a sip as always the logos for the podcast are the same logos for all the social medias all the websites um i will leave all the links down below to make it or down below on the side wherever you guys listen to we're on apple music and spotify uh just to name two of the few um, and you guys could also head to anchor.fm slash take a sip, which would also have all the links to all other forms of platform. If you guys want to take a listen to that, um, 
And I think that is it. Thank you guys for listening. Have a nice day or good night or afternoon, wherever you guys are. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.